It's Monday. It's not Tuesday. Adam Yanch is with me in person. Sam Freeman is on the other side of the wonders of the internet. Hello, Sam. Hello. What time is it? <laughs> it's audio podcast time. Hooray. Yay. Audio podcast time, and it is now, I'll, you know what, I don't even know where my show notes are, so it, you carry it's on. It's Monday the 26th of September 2011, um, the audio podcast show number 28. 28. Birds spot problem. Awesome okay. stuff. So uh, I guess we'll find out why it's called that at some point during the show, because I don't know why it's called that. <laughs> is that somebody who hasn't seen the show notes yet? I've, I've got the show notes in front of me. I, nothing's popping out at me that's just, but hey, we'll, we'll get there. We will, um, we will find out. We will find out. We, we will find out in some case. Um, I, I really feel the need to just like flash through our little title sequence in Justin TV here because we, we've made it, so it's cool. So there we go. If you're enjoying us I on the internet right now, you can maybe see that. That's cool. Uh, you know, can can you not see that? Well, that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll see it one day. There you go. That's that's the so the audio podcast. There we are. Um, if somebody wants to get in get in contact with us and tell us about something, I'd be like to suggest somewhere they could go, and then I'll try and pull up the appropriate uh, piece of information on the screen. I'd like to suggest at the audio podcast on Twitter. Uh, I think Sam can follow me up with another one. Oh, one second. I can't go that quick. There we go. At the audio podcast. And another place they might want to learn something about us at? Um, Wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Woohoo! I've got them on the screen. This is so much fun. Um, and, uh, and in actual fact, if you were to Twitter us, if you were to tweet something to us because you, say, wanted to, then you would actually find that, um, that we get those tweets and we can actually put them on screen. Oh, wow. Which is pretty awesome. That's awesome. In Th fact, you can see one of my uh, tweets on the screen there right now. Are you watching the show right now? Live on the Wh thing? Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's interesting because the video is several seconds delayed. So I'll put my <laughs> hand up now. There we go. That was at least four seconds or five seconds. It was very I've weird. just realized the way I have this, uh, this arranged, it's not quite doing as much. It's not quite as cool as it could have been. Wait a minute, if I move that up there, it should maybe make it better. Anyway, anyway, Should I'm sorry about underway? that. Let's okay, get let's get underway. We have bacon butties and wedges. That's myself and Scott. That's cool. Sam uh, had his fun instead, so he gets to have fun instead. All right, then. <laughs> so episode 28, you've already done that, Sam, so I'm just going to plow into it. Uh, what's our first piece of news? Um, first piece of news I picked out here is a SM57 mod, uh, a free and easy way to improve your SM57. Which involves a pan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I quite enjoyed that bit, actually. Um the chap puts not the whole microphone i think the capsule has been taken off but he puts the rest of the microphone in a pan and boils it so i think that weakens the glue so you can take out the transformer that's in the yeah. middle so that I was i think quite he removed fun. the um he removed the xlr connection as well he took the wires off from both ends then ah, boiled yes. it. Yeah. yes but it's yeah it's it's entertaining and informative i enjoyed it a lot i thought it was <laughs> interesting the way he said that the only difference between a um a 57 and a 58 was just the uh, the headpiece, was just the um the the top of it. I didn't think that was the case. I think the capsules the same. That's what I always heard. Uh, are the capsules the same? I, d I didn't. So is it the it's um, the headpiece? It's the it's the grill at the top which is providing the difference in response. Then I think so. That's the impression I always had. Well, isn't that how? Oh no, that might not be how multiple. Um, pattern microphones work. I think that's interactions between different kinds of magnetic fields. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Forget that. 
<laughs> that, that's me going beyond my knowledge in uh, acoustic type things or electronic type things. Okay, so okay, cool. That's, okay. Uh, that's an easy way to improve your Shaw SM57. He does say at the beginning that it does it basically changes the frequency response, but it might not it might not be to your liking, and it also might it, it reduces the um, output. Level. Yeah, the level by about 10 dB, I think he said. So watch so out when, if you do it, watch out for that kind of thing. Anyway, let's move on to the next item, Scott. Uh, that's awesome. I've just discovered there's actually a mistake in the uh, in, in the show notes on this item here. So we, ha we have, t there's two items here. First of all, there is an interview with the guy who's done the sound for Angry Birds, which I thought was pretty cool. However, because of the speed I did the show notes at today, um, that's actually currently combined with the Post magazine's in feature for audio for films. So... That's just kind of two little cool stories. I presume we've all played Angry Birds. And the music is kind of like chirpy and... Well, you know. there's a bit of music at the beginning. I don't know if yep. I switched it off in the game, but there's some music at the beginning, which is quite fun. I find that with Angry Birds and a lot of these other kind of small games that are on uh, iOS and these platforms, it's the sound that really makes the game, as well as the, the gameplay and the graphics, the sound is as important. You know, cute sounds, sounds that work well, and sounds that kind of make you feel involved in the game, I think are, are very important in these things. Yeah, because engagement with games works on principles of reward, and if the sound's not rewarding, then what's, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay then. Uh, let's. See. What's next? What's next? I'm really struggling. So th this is the one that you said runs into it. We'll sort that out. So it, this is um, Post Audio for film. Yeah. So uh, Post Magazine has one of their magazines available as PDF at the moment for you to take a look through, and it has a big feature about audio for films. It's it's really quite it's quite interesting. It's quite well written. Um, it's more of a recommendation. Check it out. You know what I mean? Rather than a. Yeah, that, that's a good thing to check out. It's brand new, so it doesn't qualify as plunder. So it's news, so hence we, you know, it's in the news section. Great. Indeed. It's more than great, it's fantastic news. Fantastic <laughs> news. Um, the next one is uh, to do with hacking and uh, hardware hacking and, this and synthesizers. It's a synthesizer that's been released, uh, which is a hackable synthesizer. It's called the MeBlip Micro. Um, Basically, it, uh, oh, it, cool. it's kind of old school. It, you get it in a kind of uh, a PCB, and I haven't read whether you can uh, com put it together yourself or whether it, you can buy it pre-assembled uh, pre or whatever. But it, um, it has a MIDI connection, so me and Sam will like that because we're, fan oh, we're fans of MIDI, aren't we, Sam? MIDI fans. MIDI is great. Um, yeah, yeah. Um Go on. Yeah, I've done some programming of little microchips for this type of um, yeah, taking MIDI in. It's not it's not that difficult to implement the MIDI specification on a small chip. So it's, I it's don't know why more people don't do it. To be honest, it's very easy. I've done it myself on an Arduino, and you just have to know that there are little bits of electronics you might need to know, but it's all very easy to find out, and you just have to understand the protocol, which is, as you say, very simple. Uh, this responds to MIDI, uh, so I don't know if you get any control over over that side of things, but the rest of the actual synthesizer is, uh, is hackable, so that's very interesting for those who like to get properly hands-on with their kit. That's cool. And 
I'll go into the next one because I picked the next one as well. Oh, if you want to, I was I was just li- I was looking flicking through this. I hadn't seen it. I was really fascinated with the circuit board. Is that actually the actual circuit board? Uh, I've just closed uh, it. I, I, I think it is. So it's actually yes. a um, it has it has a chip marked as a DAC there, digital audio converter. So it's actually it's potentially here a digital synth. That's yeah, outputting, yeah, it is, yeah. which, which is really cool. When it first mentioned, I thought this was going to be a collection of 555 timers and some sort of analog symbol. Like so. Someone on my door. I'll be back in a sec. See you okay. later, Sam. I'll, I'll switch him off while he's gone. I can't kill his audio, though. Well, I can, but it takes too long. And you won't know when he's back. We won't know when he's back at all, no. Okay, well, let's move on. The next one is very interesting. Okay. Um, we're used to, um, well some of us are used to the idea of paying what you want for music. It's, you know, Bandcamp used that, uh, that model, or you can choose to use that model in Bandcamp when you put music up there. Radiohead did it um, more obviously for In Rainbows several years ago, yeah. uh, where you can choose to put in a certain amount. You can have it for free, or you can say, oh, I think this is worth £5 or something like that. Re, um, propeller heads have actually decided to do the same thing for some software um, reason in this case. Um, there is actually a minimum amount. I think it's one. Is euro. it not a dollar or something? Do- it's euro it's or one dollar? euro or one dollar is, is the minimum. But uh, yeah, same idea. But the, f- the interesting thing for me is that it's not for music, it's actually for, um, for software. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out, what kind of how people react to it, and what happens in in that way. The the idea of pay what you want for software though is quite um quite quite established, isn't it? I'm saying we we quite often mention the Ardor project, which one one of our main bones of contention with that is the issue that you have to pay something for the pre-built binary of the open source project on a you know after a certain number have been downloaded for free. So this idea of paying what you want is quite, quite available. For such well an established piece of software, though, it's, yeah, it's, it's very it's interesting. It's different because, of course, Ardor is, is open source. Yeah. So it kind of grates a bit. And considering Ardor as well, I, I know you've talked to, you guys have talked about Ardor and what you like and don't like about it. I've tried it a couple of times and I really don't get on with it. So having to pay to try it is, a fr- is frustrating. But with this, this is, you know, this is reason. So this would have been retailing for a couple hundred pounds, something like that, or yeah. maybe more. Um, and is it's proprietary software. So that's that's the interesting thing for me, is it's it's not an open source thing, it's actually... But this, the offer is only there for people who already have the reason and record combo, isn't it? Yeah, you need record so one and reason so four. This is, you can people own will have bought that in the past couple of years, or last year even. Yeah. So it's basically offering them an upgrade for, for all, you know, for what it's the upgrade that you're getting, but more than a new thing that you've not tried before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, that, that makes You might have already sense. said that. I missed the beginning of the... No, 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 no. Yeah. We, you know, we, we had mentioned that. It's good, it's good to reinforce it, though. That's, um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so you can do this until, um, well, un, un, when it becomes available for October, I believe. My memory serves me correctly. If the notes, I can't see right in front of me there. It says 30th of September. That's when it starts. Yeah. That's so from 30th of it. September, which is the release day. That's Friday. Up Did until, yep. Uh, up, uh, for the remainder of October, you'll be able to do that if you want to, which is a pretty cool deal if you're interested in checking it out i think it's kind of kind of neat so yeah. yeah i think that's the thing is it's for the upgrade isn't it sam yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah but the the new software will be available for for buying on that date as well i think cool yeah. 
Cool. Uh, moving <laughs> on, um, M- MCDSP. Um, I think it's Muck DSP. Muck DSP, fair enough. Muck DSP um, is shipping uh, with Windows support for version 5. So it runs on Leopard, Snow Leopard, Lion, and Windows. Pretty cool. There you go. All the way back to XP. Let's oh, all the way back to XP, is it? Yeah, it says there. Wow. XP, Vista, and Windows 7. Cool. There you go. Um, That's in, a lot of people just skip out Vista these days. A lot of people will just support Windows 7 and XP, and they kind of, there's, I often see a gap in the middle. Have, have you seen those amusing graphics where it's like XP, great, uh, Vista, appalling, Windows 7, great, and then it has like Windows 8, question mark underneath it i think that's <laughs> oh i, I know I we're stepping away from audio it. here but and i'm not very briefly then very briefly and i'm not a microsoft devotee at all i'm pretty much an apple guy but i think windows 8 looks very interesting and i think it might turn some heads and it might be quite surprising particularly the the tablet format for it i think that'll be very interesting but yes that's that's not for this podcast that's just a little <laughs> bit of well, it's still audio technology, you know, it's working mostly inside the box, so what the box is operating on is significant. Well, cool. let's see what uh, audio stuff it produces, and then we can talk about it in greater depth. That's cool. Um, our, our next item, something that we probably all would need more in our life, uh, auto-tune EFX. Um, Was that sarcasm there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if my memory serves me correctly, actually, the page that I put in the notes here doesn't have it, but it's my memory serves me correctly. There is a promotion running right now on Audition EFX. Um, I don't remember where the link is. I, I haven't put the right link in, but there is. No, a I can, I've got the page from that just goes to the actual thing itself, which mm-hmm. is there's lots of Autotune things available these days, isn't there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think um, Autotune EF. Wait a minute. Autotune EFX. Yeah, I found an offer code for it. Um, I'll make sure the right link's in place. This one supports XP and Vista. Yeah. Amazing. But no Windows 7. It doesn't mention Windows 7. Throw that in. Um. Fair enough. (laughs) How about this? Uh, Let's keep going. I'm just going to keep moving us through. Uh, TC Helion um, are running a competition here. Demo, share, win. So the idea is that you take a picture or a video of you singing into this particular... um, is Is it something in a shop? I think it's like a booth in a shop. Um, that would be the most ridiculous promotion ever. If you have to buy the product, record a video of you with the product, and then you get a free one as well. That's like that'd be great well, if you were a DJ. Well, you could you could just sell the one that you got. I'm sh- pretty sure you guys have had this conversation before as well. You see, a, a, a brief aside at the end of the last episode, Sam and Scott said, um, "Oh, we know someone who's uh, going back through all the old." old audio podcasts to catch up and yes it was me and i i am up to date so um i'm just kind of putting a bit of my trivia back in there hopefully <laughs> alex harker's listening because i think he's a big into the trivia too anyway so uh that's uh, starting today and it runs until the end of october and is it particular shops you go into for that um guitar center is that an american thing yeah that's going to be an american uh, mainly for americans there but that's still you know if you go to the, if you're in America, you can go to the link, and it will give you all the locations available. You've got up until October the 31st to take a picture or a video of you singing into the TC Hallion vocal demo, the vocal demo station, and if you uh, you could win up to three products of your choice, if you right. win. I think we should try and do it, but do it through Photoshop. Okay, that'd be quite fun. Fantastic stuff. 
I, I wonder I if anybody ever tweeted a picture of that cat. No, we knew, yeah, that was a great competition, wasn't it? I never, I never looked well. at that thing. Someone else can look at it. Look in last week's show notes and follow that. See, see, see if it ever happened. Okay, <laughs> um, so it, it's always important that we have a Spotify story. Yeah, um, um, I've, I've skipped ahead and looked at that already. This is um, Spotify and Facebook link-up thing that we talked about a while ago is now there. I um, Yeah, I was confronted with it when I opened Spotify yesterday. So... Yeah, someone else want to talk about what it is that it's happening? Because I'm not convinced my voice actually projects across the internet. It does, Sam. We can hear you. Okay, it's just it all goes quiet whenever I speak because of the way that Skype cuts out the other. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'll be honest. I, I think I'll leave this one to Scott because I don't really use Spotify and I'm using Facebook less the, with every, uh, every user interface change. Cool. So... So I'll just put my bacon buddy down, which I've managed to have half a bite of, um, <laughs> and, and go in this. So first of all, I'm saying, obviously, we've known that there's going to be a tie-up Facebook music. We talked about that ages ago, didn't we? Um, yep. And the, the Facebook kind of redesign happened, and everybody went mad because they don't like the Facebook redesign or whatever. Fair enough. Um, the big issue, though, is they've actually integrated a whole new set of things. So, um, And as part of the timeline view, what we're going to start to get to see is people's, um, what people have been listening to. The idea being that while Spotify was a great way of discovering music, because you could just listen to anything and try it out, um, it's an, an even better way of doing it is through social recommendations. So I'll be able to see what Adam's listening to on Spotify and be like, oh, I wonder what that is, and click on it, and that'd be great. Or as happened in the demo when they were demoing it with the webcast, I'll be able to discover that Adam is actually a big Kenny G fan. Um, you know, be able to see that kind of thing there as well. So Apart you know? from you won't be able to see these kinds of things because, as I say before, I don't really use Spotify, so. So this is what they're th this is what they're going to do. Um, Facebook are committed to not just partnering with Spotify, though. They're going to have a number of other partners who are going to provide music services, um, mainly based on the fact that while Spotify is obviously very strong in the UK, it's a very late entry into the American market. So they're a little bit behind there, and in other market, in other markets, you know, other people are dominant. So Facebook are looking to kind of integrate and support with them all. So that was the integration of. Sp of Spotify into Facebook and how that functionality was going to work. What um, what intrigues me more, though, and I'm Adam spotted this today as we were just kind of researching the show together, is the fact that um, you now need the um, you now need a Facebook login to join Spotify, mm. and that must be. Uh, I, I'm saying that's great for Facebook, I guess, but I'm not sure if I was Spotify, I'd want all of my users to have to be on Facebook. Well, I wonder if it's almost like, oh, yeah, everyone's on Facebook already, you know, because it's so ubiquitous. You know, what else, are, what else would you think? Sam, when you logged into your Spotify, were you forced to log into Facebook? Were you forced to it's, give it the information? It seems quite persistent, actually. Yeah, I, um, I usually I use Spotify more often when I'm offline because I've got offline playlists. Um, but, um, but whenever you are online, it automatically updates to the newest version and stops your tunes from playing. You have to go and sort it out. I was able to get the music playing again without, whilst, whilst ignoring the press this button to do a Facebook Now screen. But it has come back ever since. So I don't know how long I'll be able to avoid it. I see. But what interests me about this story is in the, the um, article that we linked to from the wiki page the um which is on the nextweb.com story they've got the little share buttons with all the different formats so you know press this button to tweet it and said how many times facebook like um google plus one 
on in share. So you've got these four different things up there, and Facebook is it's only just in second place. Like this tweet's got four three hundred and forty nine. Facebook's fifty. Google plus eight, and InShare thirty one. I mean, I think there's probably a story in that in itself. Well, yeah, the, but I think uh, are, are you putting forward there that it's uh, that Twitter seems to be the one to go for? Over it's not exactly a large. Um, it's only looking at this one story on this one web page, obviously. You know, it's, but yeah, I, I, I just say that Facebook. Facebook would be able to integrate with Spotify because the whole point of Twitter for me is its simplicity. So, you know, it, if it's going to do audio, it's going to have the audio off its main site, whereas Facebook tends to integrate things to um, w within itself. Mm. I don't know if that has actually got anything to do with what you were, what you were driving at. Well, Facebook's definitely about this is your Facebook screen and this is where you spend your entire life and... I think ideally Facebook would like it if you had no reason at all to ever leave that kind of the confines of their website. It's like hmm. you load our website up in your browser of choice and everything you'll ever need to do happens in there. Meanwhile, we'll serve you ads and har harvest the information sort of thing, which is fair enough. It's what they do as a business, isn't it? Well, and I guess the, the music integration for me, the music integration seems really obvious and I could see it working on Twitter because if you had a little kind of thing at the bottom of your Twitter screen, maybe on the right-hand side where there's that you know, bottom right-hand corner where there's always that dead space, you could have a little player in there which is just playing you music that's streaming and you could, like, you know, you could be there, change what you wanted, and if somebody tweeted something about a song they really, like, a really cool song they're listening to, then you could just press on it and that would move it into the, sh the into your queue to be listened to later on. I think the problem with that is that once Twitter, if Twitter were to do that, once it does it, that means it can do other things like integrate photos and videos directly into it and have all the, all of these different kinds of things so i can't i wouldn't i would never expect twitter to do that and also it would make uh, one of the strengths of twitter for me is how good it is on mobile devices whereas facebook is patchy on mobile devices if you put that kind of functionality into Twitter, you probably wouldn't have it running on the mobile side, but you don't get any anything more from it, I suppose. Um, well, Spotify has had the share to Twitter thing for a really long time, and Twitter kind of does integrate into other things in the sense that, well, it kind of was originated as a mobile phone idea, wasn't it? People were using text messages on there, and then, and because you've got Spotify as a separate app, don't, they don't need to integrate because directly in the way that they have done now with Facebook. Everything running in parallel is, you know, people can make their own connections between different media. You don't need to have it connected for you. Well, yeah, and that's why Twitter works really well now because you can choose to integrate with TwitPic or YFrog or whatever. You can choose to have links with Tumblr blogs or all this stuff is external to Twitter and it and Twitter doesn't force you to work in a particular way in that respect. Okay, I'm gonna pull this on a topic because we're floating off topic here. I got a quick oh, question yeah. for you both though. So is this the end of, do you think this, this kind of Spotify Facebook link up, is this the end of Spotify in that it will just become part of the way you listen to music in Facebook or do you think Spotify will kind of remain as a separate thing here? Uh, if Facebook bought Spotify, then the, the first one, 
for the second. I can't remember which one he said. No, this. no, just make go for it. Do you, do you think Spotify will continue beyond? I think, I think Spotify probably would continue as a separate entity, um, working separately to Facebook. In so this case, Sam, what do you think? I think I think that too because whereas Facebook have a lot of leverage in some places, Spotify have done all the hard work with the record labels to get where they are without Facebook, mm. and I think that they'll probably want to keep hold of that as their own legacy. Yeah, cool. Okay, then let's move on. Um, our final item of news: um, the uh, Focusrite Scarlet 2i2 uh, USB recording interface for musicians on the go. Now, I was actually prepared for this like nice big rant about um, music and you know sound cards. However, I'm holding all that off because we've been quite a long show today, and we want to <laughs> talk about how we're doing the show today anyway, don't we? So, um, what do you guys think though? I, I think this is well, Focusrite make good interfaces. This is a nice kind of portable design, and it's a cool color red. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> it certainly looks nice. That's for sure. Mm. And does it come? What uh, what plugins does it come with? Because it's got pictures of plugins at the bottom. So are those kind of cut down versions of the high end Focusrite plugins that you can get? Yeah, it'll it'll be it just be a couple of the the, the basic ones, isn't it? It's just the um, the Scarlet plugin suite. So it's the Scarlet yeah. coloured ones in the main. Well, That's I cool. Mean, what, what but is you're missing some of the cool features here. But what is it that well, separates I've, I've this from from any other person's two by two interface? Okay, so um, when you're putting audio into here, it monitors the gain, the analog gain, the analog preamp gain All by right. changing the color of the LED bezel around the not, around I, the around the dial. I noticed that. That looks that looks kind of cool. You got to admit that looks now, that looks Scott, cool. If it also exposed that data as an OSC stream that you could take into your software, then I'd be interested. I mean... Well but this is analog distortion you'd be battling here. You're not going to fix that. Scott, are you not just... Is, is this just not moving the LED from slightly to one side of the, of the dial to around the dial? That's what it is. And? <laughs> I think that's a genuinely okay. Let, let me play. Let me consider this scenario. Okay, so you're recording something. Perhaps there's it's a two in two in, isn't it? So maybe you've got two guitarists and you're you're recording something together. That kind of thing, yeah. Then okay. you know you've got your laptop on a on a table. You've got a cable that isn't quite long enough. We've all been in this scenario, and you've got that classic scenario where it's like the sound cards on the floor, facing whatever direction it needs to face in, so that your all your corresponding cables are just long enough. Yeah. And inevitably, okay. you can't see the interface properly anymore, can you? It's like, is that right? And then you do what everybody does. You take it in turns. One person plays, and you come around. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're okay. And then you swap over, and the other person looks, and you can see that. Whereas here, with this big kind of green and red dial, you'd be able to see that a lot easier from afar. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not distorting. You could see that on a like on a stage environment. You'd be able to see that. Um, even if you had the card facing away from you, you could put like a piece of paper in front of it, and you'd be able to see the reflection of the colors as well. So I think that's a genuinely useful, useful thing. Well, Sam, I agree. And also, you could there's also the um, the possible scenario of having someone who's not quite sure what you're asking them to do, asking them to watch it doesn't clip. Whereas if you can give the instruction, if a knob turns red, turn it down a bit, then you're onto yeah. a winner. Yeah, but precisely. But that's exactly the same as if you had an LED next to it in in that particular case what i think we're really looking at here <laughs> is scott hewitt has fallen in love with this interface and so we get to in the future make fun of this fact no no no, no. some more some more worthwhile things here it's a 96k 24 bit it's a it's, full, only, it's, it's a only two in two out though. I'm like, yeah. mm. hey yeah. it's two in two out attached to a usb usb 2 port though 
I, I, you know, we've discussed our dislike of USB. I think two in, two out is a sensible limit for reliable USB operation. Uh, okay. 96K, 24-bit. That's cool. It's a solid metal body, so I think you could give this a fairly... Um, can I just say fairly rough uh, my Novation Neo is, is two, two in, four out, and USB one, and that's perfectly fine. And it, and it has phantom power, phantom power powered from the USB, and it's perfectly fine. I think I think that's because it's it's also packing some DSP processing inside, isn't it? So it's well, yes, but that I'm sorry, not Sam. On the I'm sorry, Sam. There, if we could just wind back a bit, did you say no, packing? No, there? no, let's, let's, that's let's awesome. Keep it about you falling in love with this shiny red object. That's <laughs> the sound card is packing. That's it. Yeah, this one's packing a huge, uh, a huge <laughs> love that Scott is really getting a buzz out of. So. We'll uh, we'll let everyone know when Scott buys a Scarlet Two I Two and uh, and we'll get his opinion on it. In, in in case you're wondering what the uh, what the name of the LED thing was, it's a gain halo signal indicator. Oh wow! I just thought I'd get that for his other. Did they? Uh, you get um, Ableton that? Live Light Eight in there as well. Did they? Did they trademark that? Uh, I don't know. Ableton Live Light Eight also available in there. So it's, I think. You know, I'm not looking for a sound card like that. The reason I'd say why in a minute, actually, but I'm definitely not looking for a two in, two out sound card. <sighs> That's just, I just don't need that kind of thing. But there you go, it's bright red. I think this is a good choice. I don't, how much is it? So that's a, you know, it could be a million pounds, in which case it's a poor choice. I don't, I can't see a price, so. I think uh, that's a good idea. You keep talking, and I'll just. You're going to go find a price, I'll are you? Thank you very much for that. All right, then. Uh, shall we move into, the, into some plunder, do you think? Or shall, shall we talk about how we're doing the show and then go to Plunder? What's your opinion? Let's do the show. Let's, we usually put, the, we put main features in between, don't we? So, um, well, we already did talk about this on the video, but we've started the podcast since then, haven't we? Yeah, well, we, we didn't really talk oh. about it in the video. We just kind of, we're just nattering about how funny everything was being today, so. Okay, so the context there is, as we've mentioned, the past week or two, we've got the streaming the video live whilst recording the podcast. And today I couldn't make it over to to be Scots here. to do it. But so we're doing it this we, way instead. Yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> well, fair enough. So uh, Adam and I are in here, and we're just straight into the eight two eight as always, straight onto the recording. Um, I use the eight two eight to do a sub mix um, of its inputs, and that goes to the machine which is doing the stream out to the out to the world, which is what you're watching on Justin TV. Um, the big thing you'll notice if you watch the show live and then listen to the show, you'll notice that when you watch the show live, the voices are nowhere near as compressed. Uh, we don't compress stuff as as we're going for the recording. The exception to that is going to be Sam. Because Sam's coming via Skype today, Sam has already compressed to, to flatness, I guess is the best way to put it, straight away by Skype. So the way That's that true. Sam's getting oh, into I, the I mix... Um, Sam is actually on another laptop, and we're just using the audio in and the audio out of the built-in MacBook. And this is a reason why a new MacBook, like Adam's one, is a bit useless for this, actually. But we're using the built-in the built-in audio on that one there to hear, to, to get Sam, Sam's speech, and bring that in. And we're actually bringing that into the 828 as analog, and then from the reconverting it so we're going digital analog analog digital for sam's voice and bringing that into the recording and then using the 828 again to submix that into the mix of myself and adam who were in here now the bit that was then missing at that point we realized is that we needed to send a mix of myself and adam to sam so we could have a conversation and um that turned out to be a little bit more tricky because skype is only actually sending a mono 
sending a mono source. I'd never noticed that before, actually. Um, but Skype is only sending a mono source, so what we had to do was build another submix on the 828 of myself and Adam, plus any like little bits of audio that we might have wanted to use. And we've made that as a submix, which is then being sent to Sam as, as audio that Sam's actually listening to. And this is why something like that Focusrite Scarlett 2i, 2i, wouldn't be 2i2, wouldn't be a particularly useful card here, because we're actually running four submixes for, were you, the 828 is running four submixes out of six out of six outputs and running a headphone mixer obviously we're actually listening to right now to okay, hear Sam. yes but that's not really fair because of course you're not going to be able to use a two in two out sound card in this scenario because we've already got three or more inputs so it's it's pretty unfair I, to, I know but you guys were that. suggesting it's that I was going to get one and I was like no this is you know, a fairly no, well, normal day for me here. You might have another reason to do it. You might, you might, it says it's for people on the go, and we're not on the go. We're just sitting here. We're I'm on a chair here. on wheels. We are sitting here eating <laughs> bacon sandwiches. And, and hey, hey I'm not eating bacon sandwiches, and I'm not it, sitting there. It was a really good bacon sandwich. Anyway, so the, uh, <laughs> the Scarlet 2i2 is uh, about £120. Not released yet. You can pre-order it. Uh, it looks like from various musical places. So that's £120 uh, sterling. That's a pretty good price, I think, for the quality of the preamps, uh, high-resolution conversion in a red box. And, Scott, there's also the possibility that you can have more than one USB 2 into 2 thing connected to your machine at once. So you probably could, with a collection of things, plus onboard sound, get all sorts of crazy configurations going, especially once you add things like Jack or Soundflower into the mix. That, that's very true. That's very true, yeah, I guess so. There we go. So that's how we're recording today's show. If you're wondering how you're getting the video, we're using uh, the, the the video is being run by CamTwist. We've got a couple of cameras set up, but I think you've, we've only actually used one. We've then got Sam, who's actually coming across the local network, who's coming as a remote desktop across the local network as video. So he gets into the house via Skype, and then we wirelessly remote desktop him onto a machine to bring him into the video. I'm Hello. surprised how stable this has been, actually. I thought it would have uh, it would have all have died by now, actually. So, so yeah, my, There's well, no way I can check the recording's working, though, so I'm just hopeful it is. Basically, this <laughs> podcast is being recorded using four laptops and other equipment. And a lot of other equipment. Exactly. We can probably take my laptop out, actually, because I'm just keeping track of the... Is uh, there a reason why we couldn't use your laptop for one of these roles, Adam? There are a couple of reasons. Um, However, my laptop, which is a MacBook Air, is a lovely laptop. It works brilliantly, and um, I have had no problems with it at all. You've got to be pretty disappointed that you can't, like, use an external mic and have a pair of headphones on for a Skype conversation, though. Oh, well without bringing an extra device with you. Well, that's just because I didn't bring my extra device with me. And you couldn't plug a mic directly into your computer either, so there I you could go. if I wanted to. No, if, I had, if I had not a little... That, so- not that mic. No, not this mic, but if I had, say, a Sony ECM, I could have plugged that directly into it. So? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> that's right. You're, you're not going to do that. And anyway, that wouldn't work because I'm sure it wouldn't work. I've tried it, and the gains don't match up. So there you go. Yeah, whatever. Because it's a line-in, not a mic-in. You know, it wouldn't you work on your machine, actually. You know why it wouldn't work on your machine, Adam? Because it's only got one socket. Yes, I have a splitter. I think that's dreadful. I'm just antagonizing both of you. You know, the other issue actually is I can't tell if the recording's working and it also has a massive clock that tells me how long the show is and I can't see that either. Okay, I think we're, uh, we're again kind of going off into kind of... Fair enough. Okay, so, so let, let, let's let go me, to the... 
L- let me just make one sound at this point. And then you'll take us to the plunder. Sound. Okay. Are we going straight to the plunder? That's it. We, go we then. It. We talked about the show. Okay. <laughs> go, go, go. Um, I would, but I haven't loaded it. I'm going to attempt to load it now, and this is the point where my internet is So microphone data is plunder number one. Okay. Hey, microphone data. It's a website full of data about microphones. First published 2001. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Um, I actually, hey. I, I should acknowledge um, uh, t- two colleagues of mine, uh, Scott McLaughlin, oh, who's been on the show before, and uh, also uh, Stuart Worthy, who uh, brought this to my attention. Oh. I'm very grateful of that. You have to log in. Okay. No, you don't, Adam. You just clicked on the wrong place. No, I, <laughs> I, I selected by manufacturer and selected road because I've got an NT1, which I haven't used in ages. I click go and it says I have to log in. Oh, well, I'm currently downloading a history of microphones, microphones from 1861. Did you um, go to the library? I'm going to go to the library and see what's there. I went to libraries and then I went to articles. Ah. So, yeah, anyway, but that's a cool site. So that's awesome. Well done, Scott, and Thank all the people that helped you find it. Cool. Uh, how about um, the next one's probably mine as well, but um, a, a podcast called The Bunker Project, which is kind of fun. Um, they, they have a podcast which is about social media and their episode number seven was a conversation about some audio equipment they were using to record the show um, I thought it was fun actually it was just an interesting listen so hey why not you know you might enjoy the podcast it's a pretty good podcast but certainly they talk about the audio gear they've got and why they've done it um, and that's kind of cool they, they talk about minus mixes which we're, we've actually got a mi- we're using a minus mix today to give Sam obviously everything of the show apart from himself so you know what I mean? Yep. That's kind of cool. There Sweet. we go. Hey, what's the final item? Who the put that there? F- the final one is by me. It's uh, it's a, a bit of software f- by Stephen F. Booth. Now, Stephen F. Booth, you might not notice that name. He also does a program called Max, not to be confused with Max MSP. Um, Max is actually, his version of Max is a file converter, but it allows you to convert from loads of different crazy kinds of files and ones that aren't um, already on the operating system. So you can do things like convert to and from FLAC, uh, OG Vorbis, um, WavePack, Monkeys Audio. Um, You can do ones like uh, IMA4, which is a, a, a kind of light... Uh, compressed format these kinds of things so that's that's max and i'd actually suggest that you take a look at that too because that's a really good program yeah Um, he's also uh the man behind decibel which is a um it's an audio player so it's kind of like think of itunes but it's for uh you know proper audio enthusiasts and it's uh, it supports file formats like flac and og vorbis and all of these kinds of things um, it processes audio at 64-bit, so it's uh, it's higher quality or be higher quality than iTunes, and because you have access to all of these other formats, um, it's it's kind of open in a similar way to Songbird, which is kind of the other major file player for Mac. So this is a, a Mac program. You do have to buy it. It's $33, uh, but I think you can... Um, run a demo just to see what it's like as a minimal interface um so yeah audio file player for audio files cool very good awesome stuff well it's been it's it's been a lot of fun i think we've made it to the end of the show have we made it to the end of the show wow 
I will confess <laughs> that's been a it's been a high stress show. I've still got a half a bacon butty left to go as well. But I'll get through I, it. I finished mine like twenty minutes ago. So and you have been like podcasting for the past four hours or something once we add in all that technical stuff we had to sort out. That's true. Yeah. And I still have my creative fact show to do actually, so maybe that maybe I'll miss today. I don't know. Maybe I'll just complain about today or something. That's cool. So finally we played the game at the start. I think it's fun to play it again. So uh, you know. Don't forget if if you if you want to talk to us, we're in the chat room, which is fun. We kind of ignore it at times, but we are there. We are watching. Uh, you can also tweet us if you want. Um, if you tweet us, we we'll throw it up on the screen every now and again. We're going up there at the moment. Um, if they wanted to tweet us though, how would they get there? Ah, that's uh, at the audio podcast. Woohoo! Awesome stuff. And if you. Everything you need to know for um, contact details can be found at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. Wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. So wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk that's on your screen right now though oh no we're gonna have if you uh, went to theaudiopodcast.co.uk that would be okay but you then have to you then just be forwarded to wiki. we are gonna have a url subdomain dispute here there's no dispute it's already on it's already on um that that's awesome stuff i'm you guys i don't know if you're watching the video but i'm playing with like the video features here now so uh and adam i'm gonna put your name up on the screen now so okay. there you go uh adam yanch you better spell it right uh i think i have <laughs> if i haven't then that's your new spelling your name there obviously as always it's a great honor to be joined by sam freeman hello goodbye yeah, and all that right oh sam you're still here vocally but you've frozen a picture wise just don't oh. move it'll be fine um i'm scott hewitt Oh, mine's broken. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I'll reposition Quick, it. Stop the recording. Scott, no, no, no. The, no, no. The, I'm, the I'm delay here. on this has got even worse. It's about 15 seconds. I know. We're mile, we're delaying miles behind here. I'm Scott here. This, is, this has been a lot of fun. Um, don't forget, the audio podcast is at 7 o'clock on a Monday. Usually. Usually. It will, it will always start by half 7. I think we can go that far of saying it will always start by half past 7. Um, Exceptional circumstances this time. Well, today we were sabotaged. I'm saying you lost electricity. How can we, like, My fix that problem? Yeah, I'm saying we got sabotaged. All right, then. Um, thanks for coming from London, Adam. It's been a pleasure to have you here. If you want to come on the audio podcast, let us know. We're, we're keen to interview loads of people. Oh, next week. Next week, we might have a really cool interview. And if we don't have a really cool interview, I'm going to rant about Firewire interfaces. So everybody <laughs> can right. look forward to that. <laughs> Yay. Let's cool. hope the interview happens then. Um, I'm going to fade us to, like, the uh, the tap logo screen now. So if somebody wants to hum a little ditty as it, as it goes, uh, I'm going to press it now. Otherwise, goodbye, internet. Goodbye. Goodbye. Can I stop now? Yeah. <laughs>